What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins. Welcome to another AV Quickie. Also, just a reminder, if you like this episode, you can find more content at adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Video Land. We are critics with attitude, which means this episode might contain explicit content. Anything goes when you're in Video Land. Sometimes you might get some inappropriate language, some locker room talk. So if you're easily offended, this might not be the podcast for you. All right, guys. At first, I wasn't excited for 1917. I think the director, Sam Mendes, is extremely overrated. I'm not a fan of most of his work. Um, American Beauty is probably the, the closest thing he has to a masterpiece. I think Jarhead is okay. Road to Perdition is good. It's been a while since I've seen that one. Uh, Revolutionary Road is okay. I think Skyfall is completely overrated. I think Casino Royale blows it out of the water when talking about Daniel Craig Bond movies. Spectre is garbage. And 1917, again, wasn't really hyped for it, you know, and, uh, but then my buddy Videolander Ryan Smith was talking it up and it won best picture at the Golden Globes. So I, I got on the hype train after watching 1917, it lines up with most of Sam Mendes's work for me. Now, not a big fan. It's, it's a completely fine movie. It's an okay war movie. Didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Very lukewarm on this one, guys. If I was a soldier, let's just say it's nothing to write home about. <laughs> okay, there's there's definitely some masterful elements to the movie, but as an overall experience, it's just good. It's just good. Now, the masterful elements. This movie is visually stunning. I don't think anyone will argue that. It's shot by Roger Deakins, one of our greatest living cinematographers, maybe the greatest. I think he makes this movie better than what it really is. The only reason we're still talking about Sam Mendes as a director, is because of Roger Deakins. I mean, he shot a lot of his movies. I think it's easy to get blinded by the visuals. Uh, there's some great shots. I can't tell you what's practical and what's real in this movie. But past the visuals and locations, I think what's left is underwhelming and forgettable. The story is pretty thin, which I'm okay with, because I really like the hook of this movie. Get a message to somebody or X amount of people are going to die. I like that hook. Another hook I enjoy, and that is the gimmick of this entire movie, is it is shot and edited so that it looks like the whole movie is one long take. And those sequences through the one long take are phenomenal. I don't even know where the cuts are. I think there are some cuts in the action, but you could, you could have told me it was all one take and I would have believed you, especially after one viewing. Now, I will add that this movie does feel like a video game at times. Maybe some of that is because of that, that one continuous take. Maybe it's because of the mission. you know. And that's not a dig for or against. It, it's just, it is what it is. And real quick, when Rise of Skywalker came out, everyone, everyone was beating it up because it felt like a video game movie. I just hope I hear the same criticism here. It's only fair. But yeah, this movie does unfold like a game. Go here, do this, battle, meet this person. I mean, there's literally a scene where our protagonist finds a bucket of milk. It's clean, it's drinkable, and I'm thinking, how convenient, right? Clean, fresh milk in a fucking war zone. Not tipped over, um, no dirt in it. I would, I would never be so lucky. Guess what? Our character runs into a mother with a baby that needs milk. How convenient. Now, I said being a video game wasn't a dig for or against. I would actually play this video game. Honestly, I think I'd rather play the game than watch the movie. So again, take away the visuals and the hook of the story. 
Uh, the mission, how much do I care? I don't know. I've seen better episodes of the Pacific. I've seen better episodes of Band of Brothers. And uh, I know we're talking TV versus a movie, but I actually like those shows more, I think. So take that for what it's worth. Um, there's better war movies and television out there. Also, uh, there's been a lot of comparisons online between 1917 and Saving Private Ryan. You know, one is World War One, The other is World War II. That's kind of important to note. Uh, both are men on a mission movies, but, but make no mistake, since people are comparing, let's compare. Saving Private Ryan is better in every single way. No contest. Uh, 1917 does not dethrone Saving Private Ryan. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing close in 1917 to beating the opening Omaha beach scene. The, the third act of Saving Private Ryan blows this movie out of the water. And uh, there's no one in the cast that brings that Tom Hanks caliber acting. So, yeah, no comparison. Saving Private Ryan for the win. Actually, my wife, she didn't get to go with me to see this movie. And she called me tonight. And she goes, you know, should I go see this? And I was telling her I was getting my thoughts together for the review. And she goes, literally, is it better than Saving Private Ryan? Because if it's not or if it doesn't match it, then I really don't want to go. And I was like, well, you should probably go for the visuals. I mean, there's some things you might like about it, but no. So if that's what you're worried about, if if that's the, uh, the you know, if that's the uh, the end-all, be-all, Saving Private Ryan, if, if that's it, then you don't want to see this. So yeah, no comparison, Saving Private Ryan for the win. Um, if I had to make a comparison, and I have seen this comparison online, it's more like a World War One version of The Revenant. Now, I will give credit where credit is due. You know, I'll give credit to Sam Mendes for giving us a new World War One movie. We always get World War II, so that's fresh. And I think Mendes was actually inspired by a family member that served. Uh, but don't quote me on that. I think it says something to that effect um, in the end credits. But uh, guys, let's talk about the cast. The cast is good. The cast is a mix of inspired, uninspired casting. The inspired casting, which, man, I really hate to say this, didn't work for me. You know, I'm always saying, give me more inspired casting. And then when I get it, look what happens. I'm bitching, but uh, actors George McKay and Dean Charles Chapman didn't work for me at all. Um, there are main leads that are given the mission. They're very milk toast, very bland, very meh. You know, when I think inspired casting, I'm thinking someone that after the movie is over, you're like, they're gonna be a star. I felt I felt like that after watching uh, Bronson with Tom Hardy. Or 28 Weeks Later with Jeremy Renner. I called both those guys. I'm like, man, th those guys are going to be stars. I couldn't wait to see more from those two actors. Here, 1917, maybe these guys will become bright, shining stars, but I never felt it. I mean, they're not very likable. They felt like boring video game avatars in a really good game. And if you didn't notice, 1917 is up for Best Picture not best actor, and not best supporting. And one of these actors carries the entire movie. So, you know, it is what it is. Overall, fine, but I think forgettable performances. The supporting cast is pretty solid. Mark Strong, Benedict Cumberbatch, Colin Firth. Um, but they aren't giving anything to do. They're just there to support the two young leads. They're, they are just, they are filler. They are the definition of filler. And uh, one particular problem I have is... Characters doing dumb shit, which I don't really blame on the actors. I blame on the director. 
a big problem I have with this movie is our main character. I almost yelled at the screen. I actually looked over at Videoland Ryan Smith 10 times during this movie, and I was like, what the fuck is this, this guy doing? You know, there's moments when when he should be on his toes, using his weapon, hiding, zigzagging when he's running. You know, there's a moment in this movie where he's being shot at. And he just looks confused that someone would actually be in the fucking war zone trying to kill him. And that's his mission, to go through the war zone to, to deliver a message. And he doesn't even fire back. He doesn't even fire his weapon. I mean, most of the time when the Germans are chasing him, he runs in a straight fucking line. Zigzag, dude. Zigzag. All right? I'm just going to put that out there. Almost every scene, I was like, duh, do this. Duh, what the fuck are you doing? You know, I put myself in the shoes of characters in survival movies. I always have. I'm a big horror movie fan. And as much as I love horror movies, I don't like very many new horror movies because all of the characters are stupid. All of the protagonists are stupid. Um, this, this guy here, our main protagonist in 1917, he should have been killed like 20 times. Man, I just hate survival movies when people aren't using their head, at, when, when they're not acting like their life depends on it. It's so annoying to me. It's one of my movie sins. Um, I like it when, when characters regroup with themselves and, and, they, and they try to survive the night. Great examples of that is Dog Soldiers and Descent. Both Neil Marshall movies. If you haven't seen them, go check them out. Um, Neil Marshall hasn't done much of anything recently worth a shit, but those are fantastic movies. But his, his characters go up against horrible odds, but uh, they, they fight, they're frantic, uh, they are dogs backed into a corner. Now, I don't believe that our main character would have survived the night, and I don't think he would have completed his mission. In this movie, he does complete his mission, but he's just running around screaming, I have a message! I have a message! I mean, nobody's listening to him. This could be the latrine guy. They, they finally do listen to him, but it takes him forever to spit out the message the correct way. I mean, almost everything our main character does, I disagree with. Uh, I, I just couldn't get invested in his character, and he carries the entire movie. I gotta spend the entire runtime with him, so... You know, if, if you don't dig this character either, you're probably not going to like the movie. Um, as you're probably going to line up with my thoughts quite a bit. But And for a, a movie about a foot chase, you know, and, and, the, and the clock is ticking, I never felt frantic through the music. You know, maybe, maybe it's a great score, but off of one viewing, it was completely forgettable. I mean, do you remember the Dunkirk score? Now, not a big Dunkirk fan either, but the Dunkirk score... 1917 needed a score that put me on edge. And I think Dunkirk had that score. This movie needed some of that, you know, Hans Zimmer, tick, 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 tock, tick, tock, tick, tock. You know, I remember the 1917 score just being completely forgettable. Um, I'm looking at the poster actually right now on Wikipedia. And it says, time is the enemy. I never felt tension through the music. But I will say the sound design was great. So mixed bag with audio. But the entire movie is a mixed bag for me. Uh, but Roger Deakins' cinematography is worth the price of admission. I think he's the MVP of this movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, go see it in IMAX. You could do a lot worse. Um, I think overall, 1917 is just a good war movie with some brilliant flourishes. Ultimately, I was disappointed, but it was good. Again, you could do a lot worse. I'll give it three out of five stars.
And a side note, guys, um, if anyone knows how to deep fake, okay, someone needs to deep fake Tom Cruise's head on the dude as he runs across the battlefield. Please make it happen. Maybe Doug can Photoshop it or, or something. We need that in the universe. Anyway, let's wrap it up. Those are my quick thoughts. I hope you enjoyed this quickie as much as I did. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comment section of this episode. What's your opinion? Is 1917 better than Saving Private Ryan? Would it make a good video game? Best World War I movie? Best picture? Let me know. Anyway, guys, thanks for going on this adventure with me. You can find me on adventuresinvideoland.com. I'm on Instagram, but the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. Um, later in the week, Ryan Smith and I will be doing a long-form podcast talking about our top 10 most anticipated movies of 2020. So stay tuned. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, my good people, peace out. Yeah.